Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. An Erio's original And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, videos, Shoutouts and merchandise discounts, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Yeah. For merch, you're taking out your earrings? No, my ear, you know what? I got headphones on. I got three earrings in this ear. That's I don't hard. know what's going on. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's why women shouldn't have jobs. Yeah. For merch, go to webcrawlerspod.com uh, or hot horse dot horse if, if you're, you're nasty. nasty we have a cameo Ooh. we've done several of them to rave reviews if you want us to record a special video that you can keep forever go uh, look up web crawlers pod on cameo and we will say and do almost whatever, whatever you, want. you want that's awesome anything <laughs> you want anything you want Melissa will definitely do it, and I will almost maybe do it. Yep. Our main story today, I am so excited. I like it's. I couldn't sleep last night. I kept going down all these rabbit holes. We are so stoked. It's something that we mentioned a little bit last episode, corporate cults. Mm-hmm. And then Melissa and I actually started diving into it, and it's insane. It's crazy. We unearthed some crazy stuff. We'll say everything is allegedly so we don't get sued. Okay, great. Allegedly. Yeah, that's smart. Thank you. 
first of all, a broad explanation. What is organizational or corporate brainwashing? It can be explained as brainwashing that takes place in a certain institution. So whether it's like a church or a company, um, it happens a lot in churches, obviously, but now in this corporate culture and capitalism, it's happening more in big companies. It can take the form of like indoctrination, employee orientations, company culture. It's basically that hive mind that develops. David Arnott, the author of Corporate Cults, The Insidious Lure of the All-Consuming Organization, writes, What's the similarity between the Branch Davidians and Southwest Airlines? According to business columnists Arnott, both organizations are cults, one religious, the other corporate. Oh, okay. So he ties a lot of things, particularly Southwest Airlines, that there's no basically distinction between what's a serious religious organization or a cult and what are these big corporations. Corporations, he says, under the guise of creating friendlier work environments, have stealthily turned themselves into a, a replacement for family and community. Yeah, like all those startups that have, that's basically yes. like your living room. You have a gym, you have a library, you have, you can play video games totally. here. We have yoga. Bring your pet. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're fully stocked refrigerator. You have all a gym membership. Cereals. What's this? They have cereal bars at startups? Yeah. You're obsessed with cereal. I really am. <laughs> Magic Spoon is so Magic good. Spoon. Anyway, sponsors. Um, yeah. So anyways, that, that's... They're less and less kind of dis, they're more and more distancing you from your personal family and your real life and making your corporate culture everything, mm-hmm. which is also one of the signs of an abusive relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah. He continues that corporate calls are dangerous because employees are given the false sense of assurance by their corporation that they will always be taken care of. And that's never the case. Yeah, which is not the case because you could be fired. Yeah, at any moment. Yeah, it's it's based on your performance. This isn't your family. This isn't unconditional love. This is your job. Mm-hmm. Continuing in an article on LinkedIn by Denise Jones, she says... Uh, that this kind of environment holds up at Nordstrom's, IBM, Disney, and Procter & Gamble all use this kind of process uh, where indoctrination, elitism, where a sense of belonging to something seems like you're special right. and superior. There's also the tightness of fit where they make it there. You either fit in very well or you don't. Yeah, there's no like in between. Like yeah. you either adhere to our rules or you're out. Or you're out. So there's that desire to really fit in. Have you ever like worked at a company where they really, really encourage you to socialize? Like let's all go to like office happy hour. Yes. Or let's like office party mm-hmm. or we're all, you know, going to this office retreat. Like team building exercises. Team building exercise where if you don't go, then you're immediately ostracized. Mm-hmm. Where that's another thing that kind of enhances this cult culture. And we'll go into that more with Cafe Gratitude, the stuff that they enforce their their employees to do. Okay, so there's this Chinese air conditioning company. They are called Broad Group. Yeah. And they chant their daily anthem, I love our clients and help them grow their value. Crazy. So, I mean, chants, another weird thing for your company to do. So where it stems from, it's globalization. So globalization has been the creation of special economic zones where national laws are replaced by corporation laws. So many Western corporations have taken advantage of cheap labor, willing to work long hours in conditions that would not be accepted in any Western country. 
This exploitation is obvious, but many corporations also use innocuous-seeming team-building exercises that use behavioral training to make employees more compliant. So some of these training programs were taken directly from dangerous high-control groups using the controversial large group awareness training. Like prisons. Yeah. Like, they take a lot of these... Like, do you remember the Stanford prison experiment? Yes. Like, they take a lot of psychological experiments from prisons and high-risk populations, and then they do these same trainings in these large corporations. And that prison experiment did not end well. No. (laughs) So, So this approach makes it seem like it benefits the individual by promoting a false sense of community, but team-building experiences often use trust exercises that make people less willing to assert themselves. Mm. So they amplify mindsets that foster groupthink and unthinking compliance. Yeah, so you become dependent on your colleagues right. and the company rather like than... they break you down. Yes, you don't want yeah. to have individual thinking that you're forced collaboration. Right. A Harvard Business Review says red flags should go up when there are too many pep talks, oh. slogans... Special lingo podcasts. What do you mean? Like corporate podcasts. Corporate podcasts. Oh. I don't know. YouTube clips, motivational team building activities, and sing songs. Anytime there's a potential for people to feel excluded for how they think or feel, the organization has entered cult territory. Okay. So So when they're like, you don't believe this, then you're not a part of our company. I think anytime a corporation becomes its own self-existing bubble. It's weird. It's weird. Like, you know how Google has its own office? I mean, office is the wrong word. Like community. Like, uh, yeah, like it's like a, it's, it's an, it's a, like a campus. Yes. Yeah. Campus. I think when a, when a business has its own campus, that's weird. There are many companies, stores, restaurants, et cetera, that we frequent every day that use corporate brainwashing as a method. Uh, and these are all corporate cults. Allegedly. 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 Big time allegedly. Big time. Big time allegedly. This podcast is going to be called Allegedly Corporate Cults. Allegedly Corporate Cults. Okay. This is our favorite. Our favorite one is a very annoying Los Angeles vegan restaurant, Cafe Gratitude. This (sighs) is balls to the walls insane. This is a vegan restaurant in Los Angeles in the Larchmont neighborhood. Right across from my therapist's office. So I drive by it every Tuesday morning. Amazing. And I wave. I'm like, hey, guys. Cafe Gratitude started in Northern California with owners Matthew and Tercy's Engelhart and has expanded to Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, San Diego, and Kansas City. The menu items are called things like I Love You Bowl, Open Hearted Pancakes, Magical Black Bean Burger, All the menu items, uh, you have to phrase them like, I am grateful. And when your waiter or waitress comes to the table, they ask you a question of the day. For example, what is your greatest fear? And you're supposed to ponder it. And then later they come back and like ask you what your answer is. Have you, you've been to Cafe Gratitude, right? I went there once. I go there frequently and now I'm scared that I've ever been there. The owners received backlash uh, from the vegan community after they learned Although the restaurant is vegan, the family is not. Right. So basically, the family owns a farm where they do have cattle and other livestock, which they slaughter and they sell. Right. So they own vegan restaurants, but the family themselves is not vegan and they do kill animals. And so they received a lot of backlash. Yeah, people were very upset. People were really upset. 
but more seedy than the vegan restaurant not being truly vegan down to its core is that it is actually allegedly a cult. Mm -hmm. All servers and managers are required to take self-help courses at what is called the Landmark Forum. In fact, all the restaurants in Northern California had to close because of lawsuits from employees claiming they got fired for not attending Landmark courses. Apparently, Cafe Gratitude requires that all staff attend. They pay for half, and Cafe Gratitude pays for the other half. So this intro class is $500. Yeah, so the like a waitress has to pay $250. That's insane. It's crazy. She can't afford that. Yeah. So there's a post on EastBayExpress.com. A whistleblower. Which is written by a former waitress. So some things she said in this article. This is quoted from her. She said, managers and the owners often describe Cafe Gratitude as a school of transformation disguised as a cafe. Weird. The Inglehearts, the owners, created a board game for self-reflection called Abounding River. How do we how do we get this? You can buy it on their website. Are you serious? Yeah, we have to buy it. Oh, my God. And the cafe is meant to be a place for people to play the game? Weird. What? Yeah. Le- oh, like real life game? No, you. They want. It's an actual board. It's a ga- board game. It's like Monopoly. It's a board game. Oh God! Self help Monopoly. Oh, that actually sounds great. <laughs> I had that to my Amazon. So managers lead daily clearings during which employees answer a series of questions before recreating each other in a process aimed at freeing the workers to be present and alive in the moment for the job. Hugging among staff is frequent. Don't touch me. Yeah, don't. No, that seems That's inappropriate crazy. in this era. <laughs> Bria, can we hug You're you? You're not no. supposed to, especially in, you know, this age. Yeah, you do not hug your coworkers. Yeah. Or when you're around food. Oh, oh yeah, God. is that a health hazard? Yeah. Hugging no around food is a health hazard? Yeah, yeah. do not hug around you'll secrete my all these. Beans. You'll secrete what all you, your... What are you secreting? Touch you, Maria? Yeah, I get excited. Oh, <laughs> Cool. Uh, so all employees are encouraged to take Landmark's introductory course. It's a weekend intensive. Oof. So the owner, Matthew Inglehart, estimates that about 75% of his staff has completed the seminar. Mm-hmm. All managers are required to attend. So at first, the daily process of clearing seemed interesting. Also, that sounds like such a Scientology Clearing, word. yeah. Clearing. Well, what yeah, clear. Yeah. She was asked cryptic questions such as, where are you being that it's better over there? What does that even mean? What does that mean? Well, I know what that means. What, what does, does that it mean, Maria? What are you being where it's better <laughs> over there means like, what are you doing? Why are you in that isolation tank, basically? Why oh. don't you come out? Why don't you expose yourself to, to, to the world? Because what's so good about your isolation tank? That you don't want to express yourself. How many landmark forum <laughs> retreats? Have I'm you listening been to? to one right now. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Apparently. No, it's like a riddle. Yeah. It's like a Lord of the Rings riddle. <laughs> like what? Is- <laughs> I've got a riddle for you. It's like a troll under a bridge. Well, what? My favorite Lord of the Rings riddle. Yeah. What has roots, but you cannot see? It grows taller than the trees family grows up up yeah Hi. your family your family what is but it it never grows oh it never grows never grows say it one more time what has roots <laughs> that you cannot see it grows taller than the trees 
It goes up, up, but it never grows. Anger. Hmm. Oh, it's not, but that's interesting. I don't know because I, 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 I don't get it. What is it? Mountains. Oh, that's sick. If some Lord of the Rings character told me that, I'd be like, Ugh, you know you what? I don't fuck. need it. I don't need it. I, could, I, didn't ask, I didn't ask for it. I don't know why you're giving it to me. My precious. <laughs> okay. She was also taught about Cafe Gratitude's business model called Sacred Commerce, which integrates spirituality into the goals of profit making. No, separation of church and food. <laughs> Oh boy, this one this one is highlighted. Because I think it's so crazy. Do you want to read it? Sure. She also felt pressured to take part in a staff event called the Big Breathe Out. <laughs> no. During which employees from all locations got together in a San Francisco warehouse for hours of holotropic breathing. Employees say the event involves intense breathing until psychedelic states are reached with the intention of cleansing and rebirth so you're hyper you're you're hyperventilating until you cut off oxygen to your brain and then you're hallucinating yes well come over to my house on a saturday night <laughs> ew i don't want to be with you and craig and you're whatever like, you're so doing no, not there i'm rocking back and forth in my bedroom <laughs> That's you can't do that to your employee. Imagine a, a room full of waiter waiters and waitresses just, like, breathing just heavily. How like gross and humid and hot it's going to be in there. And your boss is making you do that. Yeah. What's this have to do with taking an order? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a cult. It's a cult. Allegedly. Allegedly. But that reminded me of I don't know if you guys have seen this documentary on Netflix called Enlighten Us. No. It's about this motivational speaker who was, you know, a cult leader. Right. He went to jail in 2010 for three people died in his sweat tent breathing ceremony thing. Oh, God. It was, um, his name is... They call it a lodge. Sweat lodge. Is that how that's (laughs) what it's called? Sweat tent sounds so gross. Sweat tent breathing ceremony. (laughs) His name is James Arthur Ray. Oh, shit. He was once this millionaire motivational speaker guy, but he was sentenced to six years in jail. So these people who yeah. were her fo- his followers would pay ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! And they would fast for thirty six hours oh before, no. and then they would go into this tent. And in the tent, he was like, "He's like, you're not going to die. Don't worry." And they would just see how long they could stay in the tent. And people were like dehydrated. Three people died. It's hazing. Yeah. Anytime someone says you're not going to die, yeah. don't worry. You're about to die. <laughs> so anyway, that's what it re- reminded me of. Yeah, I get it. Some employees say the curriculum fosters, and this is still from her article. So this is firsthand someone who went through this. Some employees say the curriculum fosters an uncomfortable environment in which their personal beliefs are compromised. One former employee said she was fired for refusing to attend a landmark seminar, and it's unclear whether the company's practice of requiring managers to attend and pay for half of the $500 seminar is legal. Right. No. Because it's not waiter waitressing stuff. No. It's not health practice. It's, uh, it's right. spiritual stuff. It is definitely a challenge for those people to stay comfortable saying no, admitted Patty Smith, a general manager of the Berkeley Cafe Gratitude. Landmark's teaching manifests themselves in the form of better communication, honesty, openness, and a no-gossip policy. I'm out. I love gossip. And I love to goss. <laughs> and are so ingrained into company culture that she has a hard time differentiating between the two. In fact, Cafe Gratitude wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Landmark. That's crazy. Yes. According to Ritter, every manager was expected to enroll 
10 people. Wait, like pyramid scheme. Oh, they're friends and family. When Ritter refused to attend Landmark, the Engelharts responded, we are not going to force you, but what is your resistance to Landmark? What's wrong? Why don't you want to improve your life? Yeah. Ritter says she was told that completion of Landmark training was required for full-time managers. Ritter says, that is not what I am interested in. Sorry, but it is not my spiritual belief system to participate in Landmark. She received an ultimatum. You have 10 days to decide whether you will do Landmark. Otherwise, you will have to step down from management. In the end, she was demoted and ultimately fired for insubordination. I hope she got unemployment. Yeah, seriously. We should give her a podcast. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if she's the one who has a lawsuit against them. Oh, maybe. Another employee said, it felt very probing. I sort of felt like it was therapy from people who weren't really qualified to be therapists. Nah. This is going on at a rest at a vegan restaurant that exists Close to all here. over Los it's Angeles. It's like five minutes from here. Blocks away. More like Cafe Attitude. Wow. Oh, shit. Damn. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> they allegedly have attitudes. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Landmark. Yeah. So Chris Jones from the San Francisco News describes it as, y'all know Landmark Forums? That's the one where they lock you in a room for two days, scream at you over and over again, and won't let you leave to pee until you admit that you are a powerless piece of human garbage or similar. Crazy. Maria does that to us every time we walk in the room. I know. It sounds like theater school. (laughs) Oh, Oh, is that what they do? They like break you down? They break you so they can lift you back up. They can lift you back up. Interesting. So the Landmark Forum is an offshoot of a 1970s San Francisco cult called Erhard Seminars Training, or EST, mm. which I didn't know was a thing until yeah, until I last, read, yeah, yeah, I found it last night and I was like, oh my god, this actually yeah. derives from a cult. It's crazy. So it was born from the hum- the human potential mo- movement of the 1960s. So one of the things EST was known for was locking people in rooms for up to 20 hours a day and subjected them to verbal abuse for the purpose of self-empowerment and personal transformation. Sounds like MKUltra. Oh, yeah. It's all the fucking same. Yeah. But mostly because of the ego of the creator of EST, Jack Rosenberg, a.k.a. Warner Earhart. He changed his name. Oh, I didn't realize he had two. Oh, crazy. He changed his name. I think anyone, by the way, anyone who has two names is insane. Anyone who changes their name. Yeah, Maria Sarah Louise Blasucci. What's Sarah Louise? I don't know. That's your (laughs) fake name. That's an interesting (laughs) name for me. I've never even thought of the name Sarah Louise once in my life. Sarah Louise. (laughs) A.k.a. Sarah Louise. So he changed his name after he left his first wife and four children who were all under seven years old, by the way. No good. He was a former car salesman. Another red flag. He EST training was also used in prisons Uh and had been negligent to their members. And although not criminally prosecuted, it resulted in deaths. Like that sweat tent guy. Yes. They were the adversaries and competition of Scientology. A lot of similar methods. Yeah. However, by 1991, EST had a bunch of pending lawsuits, and they were also accused of mind control. MKUltra. And a 60 Minutes expose on EST was about to air, which would create loads of bad publicity. publicity. So Werner sold his company to a group of his former employees, and he left the country. He should. He should. So his followers eventually formed a company called Landmark Education. Mm. So Landmark now has over 400 employees in 21 countries. 
As of 2011, the revenue was $81 million. What? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of millions of dollars. That is a lot of millions of dollars. So the Landmark Forum is the flagship seminar. It's the name of like the intro class. It's a it's $500 three-day public personal inquisition through which participants seek a transformation or a breakthrough to living powerfully. Oof. And it's currently run by Werner's brother, Harry. <gasps> and Werner, he's 84. <laughs> Harry Werner? Harry Werner. Werner is 84. Mm. Still alive. He lives in the Cayman Islands. That's that's With all his offshore money. Offshore account. Living the dream. Landmark was shut down in France in 2006 after an expose with hidden cameras came out. Yeah, it's online. It's on YouTube if you search oh, really? for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, from cultnews.com, the video shows Alan Roth, Landmark's former... Probably Elaine. Elaine. Roth, Landmark's (laughs) former French director, leading the seminar. He subjects one woman to public humiliation before hundreds of participants and calls her an asshole. Crazy. You know who did something similar is Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. And it was also on video. Yeah. Candid camera. After being berated by the Landmark leader for about an hour, she breaks down in tears while he insults and mocks her. Yeah, that's exactly what Tony yeah. Robbins did. Like, like the best show I'd ever watch. Maria, you're Maria, write a it. Why? Write it, Maria. I don't want to write it. I want to watch. You I just want to see it. it live. Yeah, you're a spectator. Maria, or they to- could do it to me. I don't think it would bother me that much if someone started making fun of me in front well, of guess us. You'd what? laugh. I guess I where we're laugh. going this weekend. <laughs> yeah, landmark. But landmark. I'm on their website, and it doesn't look that bad. I mean, all these people oh. are laughing. That's what I said when I looked at the website. I was like, I would go. Yeah. All okay. That's why. I, that's why I was a Scientologist for a month. Were you really? Yes. Oh my God, Melissa! Melissa, what? I didn't tell you guys. No, you no, didn't Melissa. tell us. Melissa also told me yesterday that her grandparents are first cousins. <laughs> oh, I did know that. I did, I did know, know that. that. <laughs> we were on that. We were on the ScamWow podcast. Wait, continue. Uh, there's a lot to unpack. What, what, what happened, Melissa? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was I think 2008. Okay, 2007 or 2008. And, you know, I was just bumming around Los Angeles, yeah. working at Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood, just, yeah. just kind of, you know, doing whatever. Did and you go into that celeb center? No, I did not. I had, I dated a guy. That's how it happens. Who was a Scientologist. Was it Tom Cruise? No. He's okay. a trumpet player for a band. Interesting. Okay. He was a lifelong Scientologist, like grew up in it. He, was it one of the Mastersons? No. Okay. She'll tell you off air. And we kind of, we didn't really break up. We just kind of like stopped talking. And I knew another person who had taken Scientology courses like years before. And he was like, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It was kind of fun. Like, maybe you should check it out. I got it. And at the time, it was like, it felt like this secret underground cult. Yeah. And I love that kind of shit. Like, totally. To me, it was like when I used to go to raves in high school, like my friend and I were the only two people from our high school that go into these like secret parties. You love a group. I love a group, (laughs) which is shocking that I am not in a cult currently. Or am I? I'm down to to start one. We'll get to that later, (laughs) Maria. (laughs) So I, I went to the Los Feliz mission. It was run by all people like in their 20s, like super young people. Really? And I took a, I was like, I'm just kind of interested in courses or whatever. And they gave me like a, this test I had to fill out. That was like so many questions. I was there for like an hour. Oh my God. 
And then, of course, they were like, yeah, well, you can do this course. Like, we have an introductory course, like a free course if you want to try this. Oh, wow. And I was like, sure. So I took one course, and it was like, because I was like 24. Yeah, you're young. Yeah. I just moved to LA. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I'm sure so many people when they yeah. move to LA become Scientologists for a minute. And then I took the course and I had never done any, any sort of like self-help stuff. And right. I was like, this stuff is great. Yeah. Like I had never been to therapy or anything. That's how they get you. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. And I was going there like a few nights a week. Wow. And I ended up like doing more courses. I did. I bought some courses. They were like like a hundred dollars for like no. yeah but what happened uh leah ramini's yeah. sister uh shannon she was there working there and she was like my person who i like talked to and so this, this is crazy this is crazy <laughs> and so what was crazy was that after like a couple weeks it was it felt cool but then she would text me every day like i don't know 10 times a day what chapter are you on can you come in tonight what cha- every day just oh, like no in it i would go I, it was got to the point where i was going in after work every night oh and my then God. she started she's like can you come in on saturday can you come in she's no longer a scientologist by the way really yeah her the whole they both year. deflected mm-hmm. she was defected <laughs> <laughs> but like when i would go do the courses like we'd have a break time and like i would sit out with her and like we had the same like birthday. We were like the same I bet age. You, I bet you didn't. Oh my god! What's her birthday, Shannon? I bet you she Shannon lies Romini. about that kind of stuff to try yeah. to bond. We were like the same age. She was like smoking a cigarette outside, and no I was way. like, and she seemed really cool, right? And I was like, you seem really cool, and normal, and you know, yeah. April fifteenth. Oh, I'm April seventeenth. So it was like close. Okay, so yeah, I guess it wasn't fine. Okay, but uh, <laughs> and so I was doing these courses and. Uh, there was another course they wanted me to do, like a communications course, yeah. where I had to sit in a room and... I have chills. What is- there was another person, another Scientologist who like worked there. I had to... Well, there's only two chairs. Oh, my God. We were like, our knees are almost touching, like facing each other. Yeah. And I just look into her eyes and I couldn't flinch or look away for an hour. That's it? Yes. I had to sit there, and if I, like, laughed, or if I, like, yeah, had, like, an itch, or if I, like, kind of, like, moved or whatever, the time would start over. No. Yes. That's insane. That's what I did. And so it got, at first, it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. Like, I could, yeah. like, I didn't want to look her in the eyes. Yeah. But then, like, after 10 minutes, it was, I was just staring into this stranger's eyes for, like, an hour. Did it help you? I don't know. Listen, here's the thing. When you talk about that, I'm like, I can see the, I, I understand I the benefits the of it. I get the benefits from it. Yeah. Because to me, like, I was just so uncomfortable and insecure about everything in my life. Right. It's working through your discomfort. Yes. So after I did that, I was like, huh. It, like, it, it pushed me to right. like, I was so uncomfortable, but. You're learning how to walk through, or you're learning that uncomfortable moments won't kill you. Yes. Oh, by the way, the first day I did the courses, they had me write down, they're like, write down the 10 worst things you've ever done in your life. No, that's what they get you with. Uh That's blackmail. So they, I wrote down, I made up things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I bet a lot of people make stuff up. Because I, like, I didn't want to say like, oh, I stole from blah, 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 blah. Or like, I said things like, 
oh, I lied to my boss about right. taking off work or like I... Yeah, mundane kind of. Not that I've done terrible things in my they life. They haven't like but, murdered someone as far as well. we know. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's how they get you. They blackmail you. So mm-hmm. if you want to And I'd heard that before. Right. So I just kind of like made up things. And then like I gave it to Shannon. She would read it and she read it in front of me. And she's like, can you give more info, like more detail? Like what day did this happen? When did, who were you with? Like asking for more details. She's like, it's a writing exercise. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> so they have this there. Mission. What happened when you t- wanted to leave? Well, I did. I did auditing and is where you, you know, those, Melissa, you were like deep in. How are you saying you were only there for a month? Yes. That you I was there every day. I was there every day. So there was the e-meter, you know, when you, yeah. you know, I, know. I do know the e-meter. And I was like, well, how does this thing work? And they're like, well, you, there's like these two silver cans yeah. where you hold. And then she like pinched me and I was like, ah, and then like the e-meter went up all the way. Oh my God. And she's like, now think about, think about when I just pinched you, how much it hurt. And like, I thought about it and like the e-meter like went up halfway. She's like, now think about it again. I thought about it again, and the meter like barely went up. She's like, "Think about it again," and the thing didn't move. And she's like, "And that's their basis of auditing. Like, the more you talk about something, the more you clear yourself of it. So that's wow. auditing. Wow. So I did auditing. It was like an hour where she would ask me. It was an. It wasn't Shannon. It was another woman yeah. who asked me, like, "Tell me about a bad memory in your life." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I remember when I was a kid." And I was riding my bike, and all the other neighborhood kids were making fun of me. Yeah. Because my bike was, like, all rusty. Yeah. And so, like, I couldn't afford to buy, like, a new bike. Right. So they were, like, making fun of my bike, and I was, like, crying, and Aww. I, like, yeah. rode home, and I was like, huh. And so, <laughs> so I kept telling that story over and over again. She's yeah. like, well, what were you wearing? Who was there? What do you remember? Oh, my God. And I kept giving details, which now it's like, I don't know if those were the details, but that's, like how i remembered them right i'm like i don't remember what fucking shirt i was wearing i don't remember if it was yeah cloudy i don't remember what when it was right so apparently that is the the more you talk about your bad memories they go away it desensitizes you a but little what's bit. funny about that is that i often think about that memory now because i had to talk about it so much yeah. it's something that i probably would have never even thought about again but like right. it always pops up in my head i'm like oh yeah that one memory i talked about in scientology so it kind of did the opposite. opposite of what you wanted it to yeah that's so crazy and then but because i was free auditing yeah but then after that they were like okay well you should, like, you need to do more. It was, like, November, I think I did it, and they're yeah. like, are you going home for the holidays? I was like, yeah. And this woman, Lindsay, who worked there, oh no, she was like, if you want, it's like, I know you're going to go home, and you're going to, like, have anxiety about, like, seeing your family. Like, if you want to be more confident, you need to take more auditing courses. Like, don't you want to be a better version of yourself to go show your family when you go home? Oh, God. And I was like, uh... Oh my god. I don't think and it was expensive. Yeah. Like fifteen hundred dollars. What? Which I didn't I didn't have that money. I was right. working at a restaurant. And so I was like, no, I am like, I'm sorry, I'm not really yeah. into it. And then Shannon kept texting me about coming back. And it just got to the point where it was so overwhelming. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like this is crazy. Like they kept badgering me. And the last day I went in, I like finished one course. 
And then like Lindsay took me into her office and she was like, she's like, are you going to sign up for any more courses? I was like, no, I don't, not right now. I'm like, maybe later, but like, I just, I can't afford it. I don't want to do it. And she's like, okay, well, you need to sign this. And it was like this thick ass contract of like, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I really don't remember. Yeah. And I was like, why do I have to sign it? She's like, well, you just sign it because like, you know, you were a Scientologist and like, you know, if you don't ever, you, you can never come back if you sign this. What? And I was like, God. what? And I was like, I'm not signing this. She's like, well, okay, well then just sign this page. It says like you, and, she, and I was like, well, I, like I have to go. She's like, well, you can't leave until you sign this. <gasps> and I was like, what? Oh and I was like, God. okay, fine. So I signed it and left just to get out of there because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I got out of there and I never looked back. They probably have your soul for like 10 million years. But what's crazy is that this past year, oh no, I've been getting voicemails from Scientology, like asking me to come back. Melissa. I mean, if I, I go through my voicemails, but I for sure have, yeah, Church of Scientology. Oh my God. I'll play it right <laughs> oh now. God. Oh my God. Hi, Melissa. Uh, my name is work at the Church of Scientology in Los Feliz. I was just calling because I saw that you did some courses back in 2008. Uh, just wanted to call and see how, how you enjoyed those. Um, you know, would love for you to come check out some, some other ones that we offer. Please give me a call back at would love to hear from you. Okay, thanks. This was July. I'm <laughs> I'm speechless. I've had a weird life. I've done a lot of weird things. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> We need a witness protection program, you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But that's crazy because it just goes to show it's like all of these things, whether it's landmark or Scientology, it's like they're they're giving you things. Basically, they're luring you in with tools Mm -hmm. that are very universal, which is just like, yes, it all made so much sense to me sense. But then it's like the way they go about it, the the cultishness of it, like all that stuff is just like. This isn't the way to go about it. Yeah, it was so much pressure. And I was like, 
oh, this is a cult. Yeah. And then like step 20, they start introducing aliens and Well, there's a video of like the Thetans and like L. Ron Hubbard that was, it's like, it's comical how like stupid it is. I was like, no, this is all stupid. It's crazy. Yeah. Shannon Ferrara, Ferrara, who's uh, Leah Romini's sister. And then we also, in our Jack Parsons episode, we realized that L. Ron Hubbard was also into weird, like, occult sex magic shit. Well, yeah. Like, the, the creators of these, yeah. quote-unquote, religions are not just self-help gurus. Anyway. Wow. Wow. That was an incredible story. I mean, if, I wish it was, like, more interesting, but I was only there for, like, a month, and I... I am, I was riveted. Me too. Cool. Oh, my God. I think I still have some of my Scientology books Bring somewhere. it. Oh, my God. This is probably things like highlighted like, oh, this makes sense. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So some background on Englehart, the Englehart family, who are the owners of and creators of Cafe Gratitude. Matthew and Tercy's Englehart, I might be pronouncing her name wrong, actually met. I don't know. Yeah. They actually met a landmark training seminar in 2000. They have their own website and their own farm. Their website, this is so creepy, explains every venture that Engelhart's pursue is an outpouring of their personal life's journey and what they've learned along the way. Tercy's comes from a background of transformation and recovery. She battled with an eating disorder and a past that includes sexual abuse. She considers herself an example of the power of love and its ability to heal. She also believes in the transformation that is available when a community learns to compassionately hold space for one another. Like, I feel you, but mm-hmm. also, like, it's a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, food. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm, if I go into a deli, I don't need to know your whole story. No. Or at least that much. No. I could be like, oh, we met on a farm and now we have this deli. Like, I don't need to know your need, trauma. Yeah, yeah. Matthew is a true seeker and a rebel who has worked with multiple teachers and traditions in search for a deeper understanding of the human spirit and awakening. The couple's unique life experiences are the driving force behind the principles that inspire their very grateful business practices. I hate that sentence. It's horrible. In keeping with their philosophy, one could say, their careers are an extension of their own process of quote unquote waking up Ugh. and living in the present moment. But I have a question. There's no room for growth as a waiter or waitress, right? Spiritual growth. Spiritual. Right. But, Personal. But like, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's like, you know how in a cult everyone has their own job? Like someone works the farm, someone does this, someone, someone does cleans that. the bathroom. Yeah, it's like that's, yeah. it's like the yeah. restaurant mm-hmm. is their commune and then everyone, the practices are their weird cult shit. So the Inglehearts live in, is it Vacaville or I Vacaville? Va- Vacaville? I don't know. So the Ingle- Inglehearts live in Vacaville. I, I, think it's Va- I think it's Vacaville. It's in California. Okay. Which has a weird history. Yes. It's where Charles Manson was incarcerated. The Symbionese Liberation Army was created that kidnapped Patty Hearst. Yes. And it's also home to the lead singer of Maria's favorite band. What band? Papa Roach. <laughs> oh my. God. You should have known that. It's a real. <laughs> What's that song? Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Uh, suffocation. Uh, no breathing. Don't give up. 
If I'm bleeding. And in the music video, he's in a like a wrestling ring. Yeah. Great video. Yeah. So Vacaville is a real hotbed of cold activity, and we're the creators of Cafe Gratitude Call Home. Weird. Okay, so back to Landmark. So their website claims, quote, participants find themselves able to think and act beyond existing views and limits. Weird. In their personal and professional lives, relationships, and wider communities of interest. Crazy. So I found an article on GQ from a person who went to a seminar. Oof. He says it's... The three days of the, this is an intro forum, the three days go from 9 a.m. to around midnight. Oh, my God. You can't eat in the room. Oh, no. But water's okay. You do not speak unless called on. You stand when you speak. Mortifying. There will be occasional half-hour breaks and one longer dinner break each evening. Otherwise, do not leave the room. Mm. Do not be one second late in the morning or when returning from a break. Do not take notes. Mm. And if you really are committed to this thing, refrain from aspirin or alcohol until you're done. Aspirin? Yeah. What is this, the 50s? Who yeah. Takes aspirin? <laughs> Doesn't that help with... I don't know. I take Tylenol. Do you take aspirin? I take Advil. I take Advil. Oh, okay. So during one seminar, the leader repeatedly insists that none of us has even a shred of integrity. We are dishonest. His voice rising, he says again, you have no integrity. Uh, this guy says he's, he sits in anxious silence with a hundred others as the leader berates us for an impressive two hours straight. Oh, my God. But honestly, like, do any of us have integrity? I'm a positive reinforcement kind of gal. Yeah. I think we were born without sin. I thought you said without integrity. <laughs> no, I, yeah, sure. But don't you think people get a little lackadaisical with their beliefs in there yeah yeah but i don't think i'm not saying this is the right way to go about it but i'm just saying like if i was in there i'd be like yeah maybe you've got a point yeah but Brene brown has done the research that you can never you can never have someone change with the use of shame okay well then i've got to change some stuff Uh, Uh, but while reading about this i remembered i got an invitation of course you did (laughs) to landmark like 10 years ago melissa (laughs) did you go well it was in an email i I found the email what did it say it's from this guy nate i'm not i just an acquaintance a friend of a friend it says from 2008 same year i went to scientology with a big year for a relation Uh, It says, my friends, I know you're up to big things with your life, and that's why I want to tell you about an amazing training program that I've been going through. I've had tons of breakthroughs in my life since I began, especially in the areas of communication, relationships, confidence, and power. Oh, my God. The education is different than anything I've ever experienced. I've explored many different self-help books, seminars, spiritual teachers, and got my degree at USC. And I think this training program is the fight on. Yeah, I think this training program is the fastest and most efficient way to begin living life powerfully and living a life you love. The company is called Landmark Education. They put on programs all over the world and have about 200,000 people participate each year. Below is a link to their website. There's an introduction video that you can watch on the homepage. If you want to find out more, uh, then I invite you to attend one of the upcoming events. It was a uh, special evening about the Landmark Forum at the center. Did your friend of a friend work at Cafe Gratitude? Probably. Maybe they were doing that thing where they had to invite 10 people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he said he, he was having a home introduction at his house in Hermosa Beach. This is weird. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And he says, these events are free, and there will be an opportunity to register in the flagship course called Landmark Forum. So bring your calendars and wallet in case you want to sign up for the course. Oh, boy. I want you to know that the focus of the event is not to sell you on the programs. They're about giving you some real distinctions False. and breakthroughs that you can apply to your life. It's a pyramid scheme. I guarantee that you will get something for yourself by attending. Give me a call right back if you're planning to come. Wow. Take care, Nate. And it says, P.S., in case you're wondering, there's no kickback or commission for me if you sign up for the courses. I'm sharing this with you because I got a lot out of it, and I think you will, too. No, Psych. False. Yeah, happy opposite day, Nate. Yeah, so that was... <laughs> um. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Not. Yeah, I don't believe that's true. I was going to read this whole thing from the Landmark Education issued a statement, but basically they very frequently refute that their stuff is absolutely legitimate that it's psychologically backed up and that they are not a cult. But that's what cults say. I'm not a cult. Yeah. Famous people who have gone to Landmark, Chuck Palahniuk, the writer, Roger Ebert. No. <laughs> I, I wrote that. Chuck Palahniuk was a graduate, but Roger Ebert, Ebert likened Tyler Durden to Werner Erhard. Oh, in Chuck Palahniuk's book, oh, Fight Club. Oh, got it. Okay. And Melissa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another crazy thing. My ex, uh, who was married before he dated me, yeah, his girlfriend proposed to him at Landmark on like the stage. That's insane. At like a graduation ceremony. I'm not going to say their names because I, I Googled their names and Landmark and there's nothing on the internet. So I don't want to out them. No, don't. They're very famous people. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he was like... Um, he wasn't necessarily planning on getting married. They had just started dating. They were going to That's a landmark together. And it was like this whole graduation thing. She got up on stage and she asked. She popped the cue. She popped the question to him. And he was like, uh, okay. Because like all their friends were there. And That's they stayed horrible. married for seven years. Oh, my God. Seven years of bad luck. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, let's do the next one. Okay, so another company that we have talked about many times on this podcast, Airbnb, also called mm. Pro Cult. How, let, tell me. So Douglas, <laughs> <laughs> Douglas Atkin, he's the global head of community at Airbnb. He has become the chief apologist for cults, arguing that they are, a long over, they are long overdue for a rehabilitation. I mean, kind of agree. Not going to lie. I love a cult. Yeah, wow. he said they're normal. People join for good reasons, and we should suspend our prejudice. <laughs> They may join for good reasons, but they don't stay for good yeah. reasons. That's cool. That's true. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry, I started using Bumble, and I zoned out for a second. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, he said, the popular stereotype of cults as manipulative, dangerous, and even suicidal is true to a certain extent. But that's only because only the dangerous ones get all the press. Yeah. All religions begin as cults, and contrary to popular belief... Most cult members are normal, psychologically healthy, intelligent, well-educated, and socially well-adjusted individuals. What a nutter butter. That's crazy. That's dumb. Douglas. Another one is Lululemon. Uh-huh. Also a cult, which I didn't know. The founder of Lululemon is an Ayn Rand fan. Of course. And the company allegedly takes its values from Atlas Shrugged. Uh, the owner, Wilson, believes that the birth control pill 
and smoking are res- are responsible for high divorce rates. Um, smoking? I don't know, man. He also create. This is this so is racist. insane to me. This is the most racist thing I've I ever had heard. No it's insane. idea. Get ready, Maria. Okay. okay. Wilson created the name Lululemon because he thinks Japanese people can't say the letter L. And this isn't a rumor. He it's is, real. He did he an interview this. about this. He told Canada's National Post Business Magazine, it's funny to watch them try and say it when asked about his views on Japanese pronunciation of the company's name. He wrote, it was thought that a Japanese marketing firm would not try to create a North American sounding brand with the letter L because the sound does not exist in Japanese phonetics. By including an L in the name, it was thought the Japanese consumer would find the name innately North American and authentic. So in essence, the name Lululemon has no roots and means nothing other than it has three L's in it. Nothing more, nothing less. So essentially, it's like exclusionary, racist, all based on Ayn Rand shit crazy and he's admitted this additionally chip wilson the owner sends his employees to landmark yep also he was able to identify his professional and personal weaknesses he says after attending landmark the forum had such a tremendous impact on his life that he built landmark into lululemon's foundation aside from paying and encouraging employees to attend the forum he incorporated goal setting and integrity analysis into Lululemon's work culture. By folding Landmark into the Lululemon picture, Wilson said he's developed a linguistic abstraction that allows us to talk in a speed that other companies, I don't believe, can. Like, he's making it seem like Lululemon is this, like, elitist company where they're like... That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. And I'm looking on their thing, this thing that says how they're called, and they call their their ideal customers ocean. They said they refer to their ideal customer as just ocean. That's a thing where companies create a character, a caricature of who their like, quote unquote, ideal customer is. And then they name him or her and then the qualities of that person, like (laughs) age, what they look like, where they're from. I was the editor of a website once and we created our quote unquote I didn't create, I quit because I didn't agree uh-huh. who our reader was. But the CEO created our ideal reader and like her name, who she was, who she would vote for, her what her name? favorite stores are. Like it was like Ashley, she's 26. <laughs> like oh, your ideal reader is Ashley, 26. No, like she, uh, she, her favorite Madison. show is The Bachelor. She, she, uh, <laughs> she says that she's liberal, but she probably votes Republican. And I was like, I'm out. Oh, what? Yeah. Why would you want? I don't know, but they the companies make up a fake. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, they're that's target. really crazy. Uh, I found this article on Racked.com from a former employee of Lululemon, Elizabeth Licorice, mm. if that's her real name. Doubt it. She was a former employee in 2011. She said landmark tactics embedded in Lululemon's ideology made her work environment cutthroat and hostile. Oof. She said, having a transparent work environment where criticism and feedback is frequent seems good in theory, but it made the workplace feel like a pressure cooker. They had this passive-aggressive way to encourage you. Part of their new training model is for employees to give feedback, but it often was attacking personal weaknesses or even pointing out that your mood is slightly negative. Uh, She also said, Lululemon employees are spoon-fed landmark language using words like integrity and authenticity. 
And as part of the job, Lululemon required you to write lifelong goals and post them in the store. That's so embarrassing. Why don't you post them in the <laughs> like store? Like Mary Brad Pitt and then put <laughs> it in the back. That's sick. She said it was a bizarre, invasive procedure where they try to goal coach you as part of their many grooming tactics. She said, when my manager brought up Landmark at a meeting, she said that it was a gift that Lululemon gave to its employees. We did not have to accept the gift, but if we didn't, we had to reevaluate our goals and how we align with the company. And if you decided not to go, they would find a way to phase you out. So she left without attending Landmark. It also says, this article says, she was not surprised when hearing about 28-year-old Brittany Norwood, a Lululemon employee who murdered her 30-year-old co-worker, Jana Murray, in 2011 inside a Lululemon store, an event which made many question Lululemon's work atmosphere. Inside a, a store? There was this murder at Lululemon that I forgot all about that I, I listened to a podcast. I can't remember where I listened to it. It was these two girls in like Washington, D.C., Lululemon. The cops came because someone apparently broke into Lululemon and killed one girl and tried to murder the other. The yoga store murder, the shocking yes. true account of the Lululemon athletica killing. But when they got there, one girl was dead. She had something like a hundred and something stab wounds in her. Oh, my God. The other girl, uh, Brittany, she <laughs> had some sort of cuts on her. But she was still alive. Oh, my God. And it turns out that Brittany was the one who murdered the other girl. And it's it's a really deep story. We should do an episode on it because it is crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was sentenced to life in prison with no parole. Yeah. She just snapped. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I guess kind of to wrap it up, it's not it's not uncommon, this kind of workplace culture it happens also in facebook um google we talked about facebook has a crazy ranking system where it's the same thing you get ranked based on like your mood and performance and how yeah how often you um agree with everyone and like take part in like company culture and team building events oh no so yeah it's that same sort of vibe and then our last question was going to be is erios a cult yeah because we have some questions for you, Maria. Go ahead. You've been wearing a robe. Yeah. Every time You're we wearing meet. one right now. Okay, so. <laughs> what's the deal with this, this new, the new uniform? What's we this all have new to wear? It's cold in this office, and a sweater kind of doesn't cut it. Okay. And so I brought this really comfy <laughs> robe from home, and then I just leave it on the, <laughs> the chair here, and then it's just really nice to work in. Because you're always just barefoot and in a robe. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of cult. Right that's kind of cultish. I, <laughs> I know. Look, I'm not happy about it either, <laughs> but here we are. Um, also, I know I, the contract we signed. I was like, mm, I'll just scan through it. I don't know what I saw. Oh, I have no. not. I did not read our area. I was yeah. like, sure, I'm sure I know Maria. She oh, would never do anything yeah. weird. Our souls, ten billion years to Erios. Yeah, you know Maria, but you don't know Sarah Louise. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, um, I think, I mean, it is an interesting question, though, right? It's like. All women. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's more of a coven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's a coven. Yeah, it's a coven. Yeah. And I'm the warlock. They yeah, that's, the warlock. Say, that's, that's not a robe. That's a cape. <laughs> oh and all that weird paranormal stuff that happened with oh, the, the Ouija board. Oh, that, was the Ouija board. that was weird yeah, that was scary smart um but it's an interesting question right like 
does creating an environment where everyone is on completely the same page and the loss of identity in that environment, you know, does that aid in productivity to the point of like a business would be irresponsible to not have that kind of protocol? That's what I was thinking. Like, does a company need that kind of culture in order to be successful? Like, hive mind. Well, like Facebook, Lululemon, Google, Pixar. You know, something like Pixar, where that's successful. You hear about Pixar, and you're like, oh, the reason they're able to do so well is because they've got people that think differently, but have the same mindset of like what is good. Yeah, what Mm -hmm. is. And I, I guess there's a line that you draw, but yeah, I think to a point, it's good. Yeah, like it just encouraging like positivity and like group activities and that's fine. But, but when it, it comes to like veering people into cutting off their own work, yeah, and and going like, okay, so let's talk about you outside of the office, right? Right. I think that there has to be a distinction between your work and then also your personality. And I think yeah. that also more jobs now are saying, okay, work is between 9am to 5pm. And then you're not allowed to email after work, you're not allowed to email on the weekends and kind of like having that distinction because there's such a workaholic culture now. Yeah. Have you ever worked in a corporate environment? Um, I was like- teaching, which is was not really like that. And then when I was the only the only time I ever felt this way a little bit was when I was the editor of a website and it was a startup. And there was just the CEO and then there was four of us. Oh, wow. And we were in a little office. And it was very much like, okay, now let's do a team lunch. And like, sometimes the the CEO lived near the office. And she's like, let's all go to my house after we'll have like a little dinner party. Or she was like, we can do like group paddle boarding. um, Because it was near the beach in Manhattan Beach. And I was very much like, I this is so not my vibe. Yeah, like, like during forcing. my lunch break, I want to take lunch alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because we lived, um, I mean, where we worked, there was a farmer's market mm-hmm. right outside. So like everyone would go to the farmer's market, get food, and then I'll eat together. And I was like, I don't know. I don't want I'm with you guys for eight hours. Mm-hmm. I don't I want to eat alone. Yeah, that's so, too much. Yeah, it was the, the company culture was a little bit too enmeshed with each other. I like Yeah, like trying too hard to be like a startup. Chummy. Yeah. yeah I don't I don't need yeah, to be no. best friends with my coworkers. No. You two though, on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. Very close. Great. Oh, thanks. We do all these team building exercises. Yeah. yeah. Maria. Trust falls. Yeah, we do. I <laughs> Maria make, makes us trust fall in there. Every time we walk through that door in the studio, we do a trust fall. <laughs> and then she just secretes liquid <laughs> <Yeah>. into us. <laughs> Melissa, where can people find us online? You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Web, Web Crawlers Pod. We're on Patreon. Yes. Crawlers Pod. Also, we've been getting a lot of good reviews. It's, they're starting back up again. Yeah, keep those coming. I love the reviews that just say good. Someone yeah. wrote, I have five minutes. Good. Like, yeah. Perfect. Great. If you have five minutes, do it on your lunch break. Do, do it on your lunch break. And then if you're a fan of 90 Day Fiance, oh, we yeah. have just started a 90 Day Fiance podcast. It's called 90 Day Fiance Slumber Party. And it's great fun. We just recap episodes and then dish some dirt on old cast members. So you can listen to that too. Yeah, it's with Rachel from Hollywood Crime Scene. Yeah, it's great. Who was on our Epstein episode. And also, if you have ever had experience in a cult yes, or a corporate cult, please email us and let us know. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stutton. And I'm Maria. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye.
Studios Original. Powered by ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.